What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 55 of The Overview. I'm Chan V, and joined today, of course, by my co-host, Fish Sticks. What's up, buddy? Hey, Chris. How's it going? <laughs> good, good. And I uh, see you're not at work today. That's good. Yeah, I had some personal stuff to attend to, but also wanted to be here for the show. Had to make sure, because we got some pretty cool guests on. Yes, we do. Including uh, at least one of them that I, I have uh, many years of... <laughs> Uh, of history with Jeff, and I'm going to bring you. I'm going to put you on the spot on some of this. By the way, wow! Uh, all right, all right. Gonna, there's no gonna, getting away. Giving there's you no a heads up on it. that, buddy. <laughs> uh, but we want to welcome our guests today, both from uh, Team Selfless, uh, Iman and Force, and Kresnik. What's up, bye? What's up, guys? Hey, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, you guys are in the house. I can tell. You get they're actually in the same room. Over each, you can see each other or each of them in their own camera there. So, uh, definitely really cool. We're excited to have you. I know we were trying to work out a, a week to have you on, like probably the last couple weeks, uh, but uh, finally found a, the proper time. And I think it's perfect timing too to have you guys on to talk about just the most recent matches. It's perfect timing to be honest. The other weeks would have been kind of weird. Yeah, don't want to talk about Apex. <laughs> What do you? What can I say? I mean, he had a great dream. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I had a great dream. All right, uh, but yeah, guys. So uh, today on the agenda, we're going to be uh, doing a, a nice interview with these guys, talking about uh, just how everything is going at the team house and and selfless, of course, as well as just some of the recent matches they've had, some epic ones with t- uh, Team Rogue, to be specific. Uh, then we'll talk just a bit about Pit, just the results of Pit uh, since uh, the tournament finished up this past week. And then some news specifically revolving around Energy and, and Seagull. So that's been a huge topic this week. We'll, we'll get our thoughts on that. And at the end, any kind of questions that we've got from you guys in the Twitch chat or any folks that uh, have emailed them. But let's start off with just talking to you guys. And since we've got you here and uh, I know that we've got lots of questions to ask, Ben has this his all this history these these questions about uh just just your past and and i guess your history in fps so ben why don't you start off all right uh well as a huge esports nerd and particularly <laughs> a nerd within the first person shooter genre uh one of the things that always uh was so exciting for me about overwatch in particular is seeing all of these gamers flock to a brand new promising scene from their respective uh, genres and, and games and People come from not just FPS, but all around. So I just kind of want to open the show, ask you guys a little bit about your history as competitive gamers. Uh, what games did you come from? And how does it feel to be the champion of Brink, the Brink champions? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, my game in history competitively, I'll just I'll kind of skip the other stuff because uh, it's pretty much started with COD 1, I'd say. Medal of Honor, Allied Assault were probably the two games that started competitively. Yeah. As I got you know, uh, older, I think COD 4 is my breakout game. It wasn't like I started to just compete and I got on, actually at the time, one of the best teams in the game. Um, unfortunately, when you have an org like EG in the scene at the time, they were able to steal one of our players and it kind of went downhill from there. But um, yeah. Uh, and played, what team played, was that that you played for? Nexus, Ga- Nexus Gaming. And and uh, we had people like Juvenile on that team, Michael3D, or on the, on the yep, team together yep. then. Juvenile, obviously, you know, was, was on Renegades. Michael3D is on the team with me now. Um, and then we just kind of moved on to other games. Uh, AVA, uh, for example, was a free-to-play game where we got trips to Korea, played with Michael3D and Nat Skadoodle, for anybody who knows from C9. Um, CS. Oh, um, I, didn't, I actually didn't know that. That's where we met him, actually. And fun fact, Skadoodle introduced us to the co-owner of Selfless like eight years ago. Wow, nice. So, Or like six years ago, something like that. So it all kind of comes full circle on that. Um, 
Then we played Brink, which was still one of the best games of all time. Uh, there's still, yeah, I mean, hands down. There's still dozens of people playing it. Same amount of people that played it back then. <laughs> um, and then uh, Battlefield. Played Battlefield. I uh, actually went to console for a little bit. Played on. Played on some. Uh, it was supposed to be a one million dollar tournament in Battlefield. So I went to console, and that tournament never happened. But I met. I played on the team with like Ogre Two and, and Lunchbox and Roy, all those guys from Halo. And then I came back to Crim Six too, I think. And then. How is playing on a console compared to, I mean, how do you do that? How do you go from PC to console and then go back? Initially, it was hard. And then I realized that it wasn't about using your sticks to aim. It was about using your movement to aim. And then once I figured that part out, it got a lot easier. I'm not saying I was a beast at games, but um, I got, it wasn't adapted, I guess you could say. And I was able to play like a role that was needed, I guess. Um, And then I came to back, then I I played CS on Curse with Michael3D, Skadoodle, um juvenile a guy, named, a guy named tm and then a couple other people um and then play, then i i broke my wrist which was fun and then back to yeah i played cs for a little bit and then overwatch and then i've been on selfless for quite a while now you dabbled in dirty bomb for like a second right i think it was like a, a week or two but i just i was streaming yeah. at the time so it wasn't okay. really yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're also you've also been a full-time streamer for a couple of years uh, yeah, uh, I was. In fact, one of the reasons why I didn't initially play Overwatch during the beta was because of the fact that I was full-time streaming in CS. And, like, you know how it is. Like, your sub count goes up, your sub count goes mm-hmm. down. You right. take a week off, people forget you even exist. So, for me, it was really hard to justify doing the Overwatch thing at the time. But then when the game came out, I just I, I just, I just, love this type of game. A game that involves this much teamwork. Like, it's just my... T- I just love this type of game. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kresnik? Unfortunately... Uh, or fortunately for timing, I guess, my uh, resume is a lot shorter. I basically got into... I bought a PC in 2012. Like I was console 100% before that, but I never really went into competitive scene. I think I played one Game Battles Left 4 Dead 2 match. I don't even know. Uh, but I bought a PC in 2012 just to play TF2 competitively because I loved it on, on console. There was no scene. Um, so I, I played TF2 from late 2012 to... The week Overwatch came out, it's the only I, I seven thousand hours in in those four years. I, but I played on um, the the dead format nine v nine, which was 9v9. pretty chaotic. Nine v nine, nine v nine, yeah, insane. Uh, not a lot of not a lot of players from from nine v nine in in Overwatch. I think just me me and Jesus um, from the NA hmm. scene for that. Um, but. Yeah, I played 9v9 as heavy for four years. <laughs> I played the class with no movement in the game with all the movement uh, for a real long time. And uh, when Overwatch came out, I mean, it was it was a game that, you know, Highlander, which was the 9v9 mode, had a payload. It had King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Like, all, all the elements were there. And it was, you know, uh, the reason I played 9v9 over the other mode in the first place was... Um, it, it was it was more teamwork and like positioning based, um, and that's exactly what Overwatch gave exactly. me. Except it wasn't dead, so it yeah, dead. You know, it was it was kind of a no it was kind of a no brainer just to, right. to hop over and try my hardest in it. I feel like you just you just explained like ninety percent of the top pros right now. <laughs> it, it was kind of like this other game I used to play, but except for not, not dead. There's actually interest uh, in this game. Yeah, yeah, there's an actual community. Uh, yeah, so uh, when you guys saw like. You saw the game. I mean, everyone from various FPS communities was eyeing this as a competitive title. Uh, how, how did you guys get together as a team? How did you guys meet each other? Um, initially, so 
the reason why I even kind of end up on the team with like Mike, for example, is Mike was just in love with the beta. He played it all the the whole time. He played on teams. I forgot what their roster was back then. It was like Dak, Chance, Gods, Mike, some other people. I don't know. He kept me interested in it by just talking about it. So I ended up, you know, I ended up meeting up with Mike. We ended up making a roster. We've had a bunch of rosters, you know, different roles. Um, when I first joined the team, I was a DPS player. Mike was a flex player, and now obviously now I'm flex. Mike's Mike's on Anna. I guess you can say support, aka Anna. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. and then I don't know. Like we just had uh, it was, and then I don't know. I we played against like Kresnik, for example. He was on H2K, and H2K was always like one of those interested rosters where it had a lot of talent, but it just kind of never really. I don't know. They they did they, they should have been a lot better than they were, right? And I don't know. I guess you could say that for us at the time. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, um so then we like i don't know one day we were just we were trying out a bunch of reinhardts which i, I think one of them is on dignitas now and we were we were just i think that's what seven we were trying out all these like different reinhardt players roster and we we're liking them and then one day h2k dropped their team and we we, tr- we just knew kresnik we had somebody taking care of that stuff and we invited them to scrim and he was vocal one thing we love about our team is if you're vocal we we don't want you to be quiet like we want you to just keep talking the whole time just how we are so we have six people who literally don't shut up and Bobby fit into that criteria with us, and we just kind of... I, I was about to say, I, I see why you fit in so well, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So is that how the games go? I mean, you don't have... you have one person that's like shot caller, or is like literally everybody calling shots? It's pretty chaotic. It's... it's, it's mm-hmm. Dak definitely has, like, specific calls in terms of, like, his speed boost, you know, saying, oh, you say this when this happens, but he's not the only one making, you know, plans. If someone has an alt, you know, they can set up a play if they want. Everyone should be working around it. Everyone, it's all about everyone working around each other. Dak will set up some very specific things that, you know, only Lucio can do. Lucio's control the speed boost, right? So there's just things that you can't, as a player, none of us can call or control. Like, he speed boosts when he can speed boost. Like, that's up to him to make that decision. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, uh, so you guys have been pretty pretty much on a roll uh, over the last couple of months uh, with better and better results um, in, in Alienware Monthly Melees, other tournaments. Uh, how do you think you guys are stacking up right now in relation to other NA teams and also more broadly in, in the world uh, comparing to EU and Korea? I know there isn't a ton of interregion scrimming and play going on, but uh, what are your thoughts? First of all, uh, we'll start with NA. Um... It's hard to say. I mean, obviously, we've had the the last couple months of tournaments. You know, teams like uh, C9 um, and Envy weren't here. Obviously, we're going to get, like, one tournament with all of them in it. Pendant, there's nobody dropping out this weekend. And then, then once again, Envy and Rogue are gone, and now you're back to, you know, C9 going to be here. Uh, There's a lot of really good teams. The problem is that a lot of teams are kind of taking it a little slower right now because everybody's just kind of waiting on Overwatch League, right? Mm-hmm. So you have pe- teams like, you know, like Immortals took a couple tournaments off. You have LG Evil taking tournaments off because teams are just realizing it's good to just go scrim, practice, and, and take time off. So it's, it's hard to gauge where teams are at, right? Like, there's a lot of good teams out there. There's a lot of good teams. And really what separates it probably is just teamwork and, and, and frustrations and, and stuff like that. Um, where do we stack up? Uh, hard hard to answer, right? Like, I mean, for, well, I mean uh, you guys have pretty consistently been... Yeah. Uh, winning or losing to Rogue, you know that that's been the story of multiple <laughs> tournaments in a row now. And, and you're right. I mean, Envious hasn't been playing a lot of these tournaments. NRG for, just made their first tournament appearance in a very, very long time. Uh, obviously, Cloud Nine has been 
notably absent for a while. Lots of roster switches going on as well, but that's got to count for something. I mean, you've been doing pretty well. Uh, you know, it's it's funny because something we've talked about on the show uh, over the last couple of months is in, in NA, it seems like one team will rise to ascendance for two weeks and then kind of drop down a little yeah. bit. We've seen yeah. this happen with Immortals and LG Evil. Uh, you know, they're both great teams and they both continue to have good results. But you guys have been consistent now for for about as long as anyone in NA uh, making good results. And hopefully it'll stay that way, as long as we keep grinding out and playing these teams. Um, I, in terms of in terms of like stacking up comparison, I mean, as of right now, I think we, we can we can comfortably say out of the teams that have been performing, the, the results show. I think we're I think we're second to rogue. I think all these other teams have potential to beat us. I think you know, Immortals, LG Evil, those teams are all very very good. And when they play to their strengths, it's some of the stuff they do is unreal. Um, but with with NVC nine coming back, we haven't scrimmed them. You know a ton, but I think it's going to be a absolute brawl. This The Rumble is going to be insane. It's just going to be, from yeah, I'm excited to teams. see. Yeah, so for those of you who are, who are wondering what we're talking about, we've got a tournament coming up this weekend, which will be the first time we're seeing uh, C9 play in one of these NA tournaments in a really, really long time. Um, actually, since I think since they left for OGN like three plus months ago. Uh, so this should definitely be a good one. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about that later and go through the rosters and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be good though. Right. So I guess the answer is, I mean, I mean, did you really answer it? <laughs> I guess I second mean, to rogue. Second to rogue. Okay, we got that. We're PC uh, here, guys. Well, yeah, well, well, yeah. Let me ask. Uh, who are, who are your favorite scrim partners? Okay, there you go. That's a good. That's a good time. question. Uh we don't have a wide variety of people we scrim anyway. Um because of like the schedules like some teams are like so basically to give you an idea like teams are two to four four to six six to eight and then there's three to five five to seven so a lot of the time what happens is, is you kind of scrim the same people um scrim partner wise uh we don't scrim rogue too much um mm-hmm. so it's hard to say that uh c9 I've, uh, they've been good scrims for sure yeah, um, lg evil are always good scrims um a lot of the time it's teams trying things out and it's really it's really good to have that like people have always kind of talked about teams kind of just try to win. And when you play teams who are trying to out different things and giving you something different, it's always good. Um, who else do we scrim that's uh, like consistently scrim? Well, I mean, I have to ask, because you're talking about these, like, what, eight-plus-hour practice regiments. Uh, so you're only scrimming, like, a hand... So you scrim a single team for, like, hours and hours? every day well our script schedule isn't really that i'm just kind of giving you the uh, the blocks that teams yeah. are scrim at uh, he, he was saying that the with those blocks and with how teams already have weekly scheduled with the tons of different teams you know there's only so many teams you play sure sure it's, you know yeah clg was always good but they were like our yeah. day scrim but then like we haven't had many day scrims recently uh mainly because of tournaments or just because of like the way things have been going mm-hmm. they were always good scrims believe it or not uh lg loyal been, as well lg actually. loyal yeah LG actually, loyal is, is actually a really good scrim do you do uh, do you do other kinds of practice, just like talking about positioning and things like that? Look at it this way: we don't stop talking uh, post scrim, <laughs> before scrims. Like, it, look at—I mean, you could just kind of see like our like the, after the month of May was over. I, we we played from the lower bracket all the way to like one a.m. that day. I streamed for three hours after. So when it comes to Overwatch, like this is what we love to do. So we are always talking about Overwatch. Yeah. We'll we'll get off. We'll, like literally, we took our headsets off after the Rogue match. We had like five seconds of man, and then we were like, "Oh, okay, so let's do this. Let's do that. Let's get this going. Let's do that." Like, nice. 
we have, that's that, the type of team we are. We just love we just love playing the game. And we love playing with each other. We love playing Overwatch. So yeah, it's yeah. really hard to schedule anything after a scrim or, or anything because it's like you know you finish you're like oh I'll be done at ten then we can hang <laughs> right. out and play whatever and then it's like you know you finish at ten you turn around it's like oh it's twelve uh sorry like there's just so much there's so much discussion and re debating everything that we want to do in the game and all that stuff. How much video footage do you guys look over? We record a lot of it. We don't really look back over it unless there was like a, a, a d- disagreement over like what happened. You know, mm. someone's like, "I was there with you." No, you weren't. I turned around, and then you know, <laughs> we go back and look it back over. I don't think we've actually like sat down and gone hard through it because most of the time, you know, we screw up. It's like, oh, well, I know exactly what happened, mm-hmm. and we what you know, we watch that little part. It's like, oh yeah, that's exactly what happened. We're very good at holding ourselves accountable for the mistakes that we make. Like we, I think we apologize too much. Like, oh my bad, did I? And like, I think people are well aware of the mistakes they make. But the times we do go to VODs is generally just, like he said, to, to settle an argument or to, like, be like, listen, if you do this, this will go way easier. And that person's like, I don't believe it. And then you show them a VOD of it, and they're like, okay. Yeah, that's so. cool. I mean, what, one of the big things that we're seeing now, and, you know, you guys too, is um, a lot of the teams starting to build, establish, set up gaming houses or gaming apartments or you know, just some type of living situation where all the players are together. And, uh, you know, you guys obviously are in a gaming house. So I want to ask you about that. How has that been? Uh, do you, have you really felt the increase in performance based on the gaming house and practicing together like that? I mean, I, I think so. The, the ability to discuss like immediately after a game without someone saying, yeah, I'm here. And then they get up and, you know, they're not in mumble anymore. And <laughs> right. you have no idea. Um, that's been that's been great. The ability to watch VODs and point at the screen and go, "This is where you messed up." Um, that's you know that's been also great. Also, just being in a house with somebody can you know you know them, you can trust them more in terms of like play. They say they're going to come save you, and you're like, "Well, I mean, I know this person. You know, why would you lie to me?" Obviously, that's a more like a subconscious thing, but um, it it does have it does have an effect in that sense. Like you know, we're more trusting each other, and we can discuss this kind of thing way easier. Well, you moved in pretty recently, so just just like a month or two ago. Uh, I, I mean, my I was the first player in the house. Uh, our coach, legit, who's unconscious on the floor behind us, um, he was he was the first person in the house. I was the first player. I got here January twentieth, I think. So I, you all kind of were there together, starting like February, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I see a lot of first place finishes starting in February. <laughs> Yeah, do you, do you think there's a correlation there? It, it, I'll say this as like you know me, I'm I'm pretty hyper. So like being the hype man of the team, being the guy that can kind of like keep things positive for the most part, it's 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 really cool being in a situation where I can look over and I can just see a facial expression on somebody to see if they're down. I can, you know, like if things are like one one thing that sucks is like say you lose a map, and and this is one thing I really love about a gaming house is you lose a map, right? If you're on like if you're all in different places and you, and and you lose that map and, and and you're trying to just talk and be positive on Discord and everybody's quiet because everybody's just quiet. Like it's really hard to gauge where people are thinking. So when I'm in it, when I'm here and we lose a map or we're like we're struggling, I'm able to just like look at people and and get people going and and, and tell people it's going to be fine. It's okay. And I love that I love that about the gaming houses because it's so much easier to like get that point across to people and everybody kind of just like loosens up and gets back into the mode they need to be in. I think that's so huge yeah. for a gaming house. You're the internal cheerleader as well as <laughs> yeah. the Roadhog main. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't play that here. My friend does, though. <laughs> Every team uh, well, I, I did want to bring this up. Every team needs uh, uh, since, since you brought it up, I'll, I'll have to go down that rabbit hole a little further. Uh, Jeff, Emong, I, I know you as a hit scan beast. How does it feel to play Roadhog all the time? 
Are you happy? Are you sad? Do you wish you were playing something else? Do you have anything else up your sleeve? First of all, do I have anything else up my sleeve? Let me tell you. I don't have no idea, actually. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I've always in this game, I play the role that is needed of me, right? It's it's that simple. I mean, I was a Zarya main for a while. I was a Diva main for a while. I was a McCree main for a while. I could probably, you know, play most hit scan heroes, like you say. Rogue is just a giant meme, and I love it. I mean, Ro- Roadhog, not Rogue. Jesus, Roadhog. <laughs> wow, Roadhog. Well, they is are a meme. no. They actually they <laughs> are a meme too. Both I love true. Wins. Both of I these lo- things dude, are true. Wins Wins tweets are amazing. By the way, I want to. Yo, point these guys out. are going ham on Twitter twenty four seven. I love it. That, that was like I was thinking about at the same time as we were talking about that Rogue and their 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 memes they do on Twitter are so awesome. I love that type of stuff. I'm a huge troll. Like people don't know that about me. I'm a huge troll. I, it, it's it's actually kind of no. weird. Whenever I play ranked and I'm like being sarcastic, people literally don't even understand. Like they just like think I'm being serious. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, Roadhog is a giant meme. He's just a walking meme. That's all he is. That's literally what Roadhog is. Look at the guy. <laughs> I, I to, to, when we started playing this comp and playing our style, if I can give you a little view into our comms outside of like it being kind of chaos, it would just like be a silence for a couple seconds and Jeff go. I'm going for the long con. And then he's just like, <laughs> we're just like, what does that mean? And we're walking in front and then I'm just like, like Dorado last, right? I'm like pushing upper. And then there's Jeff waddling in the under hallway going behind them, hook their on. Like what? Like what? I <laughs> may or may not have had plays where I'm a part of their team. Like I'll be in there. I'll be <laughs> behind their shield and I will be a part of their team. And they don't even realize it. Nice. Hey, go I'm in a surprise, man. That's not, that's, so that's you're a big embracing part. this role then. It's yes, like. absolutely. <laughs> Innovation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think this segues into a discussion point that I think is uh, I'm super interested to get your guys' perspective on. Right now, in the current meta, with the recent patches and everything that's happened over the last one or two months, most teams are running dive comp most of the time. I mean, Reinhardt used to have like a 95% pick rate. Now, Winston has like an 80 plus percent pick rate, and Reinhardt is way down on the list. Uh, you guys are one of the the few teams that kind of hasn't really jumped onto this trend uh, in the same way that other teams have. Uh, primarily, uh, in most situations, sticking to, well, we got the right people here on the show, Reinhardt and Roadhog, uh, <laughs> which uh, have both kind of fallen uh, due to this shift in meta. Uh, do you think that Overwatch is just kind of in a space where you can do various different things and they're all like equally powered? Do you feel like Dive Comp is overpowered right now and needs to be adjusted? What are your general thoughts on this the, the trend of dive comp becoming more and more popular and, and your propensity not to run the dive comp? Sorry, I wasn't sure if I was gonna talk. Um I, I think the meta is actually in a in a really good place. I mean, obviously there's you know, Ana Lucio is still insane, but Zen Zen is becoming, you know, crazy in these dive comps. Um, I think it's in a place where a lot of teams can play to their strengths. You know, if your strength is Winston, uh, Genji Tracer, focus one target dive like Rogues is, then you can run it and it's going to be sick. If your strength is fat death ball disengage, um, you know, then you can run it and it's going to be sick. Um, it, 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 I think it's in a good place where there's no, there's no one comp that will completely key out the other, um, completely knock out the other from, from the game entirely. It's the first meta that kind of, is more of a. It's gonna sound weird because of all the brawls you see. It's more of a, the, the probably the first teamwork meta you've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beyblade meta was, you know, just whoever got Reaper I'll go use it. Like it doesn't even. If you had the speed boost from the Ana, <laughs> whatever, right? The tank meta, it was, it was basically break shields and whatever team wanted to be aggressive first would win, right? Obviously, there was teams that were better at it. For the most part, it was the same concept, right? Just did the same thing. Um, 
the oh god the mercy res meta I just, yeah that was fun <laughs> everybody had res every 14 seconds like you just kept res in and obviously you took a little bit of that um you had the mccree meta where the mccree just one shot everybody across the map so i think it's the first meta in a long time where like it's just it's just teamwork and people just doing the right stuff which is why people want to do dive people want to run you know the the fat comp style like you can you can make them work because it just requires proper teamwork and people doing what they're supposed to do where do you see the meta headed? You know, because we, you know, we recently saw Arisa added, and we've seen the Lucio, for the most part, not you know, maybe have a fifty percent redesign, and now he's he's uh, or maybe where his strengths are now. Do you see it evolving or in the midst of evolving, or do you see it still staying the same? It depends how teams use Lucio. To be honest with you, I mean, we're still very new on the whole Lucio change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when what's what's going to happen when a team has a better Lucio? Do they want to you know do they want to run a you know a fatter comp to be able to to utilize the heals, or do they want to run dive comp and make that Lucio be a part of the dive? And but then that leaves there you know there's some there's weaknesses and strengths there, right? I, I don't really know. Arissa and like Sombra and all those heroes there they've added. They're just gonna those towers are gonna take a those heroes are gonna take a long time. They're they're mm-hmm. buffing them slowly, so I don't know if those heroes are gonna change the meta. I think the Lucio thing still has a little bit still may have a bit of an impact it's just going to be a while the tournaments happen fast right so mm-hmm. teams are going to run the same thing they're not just going to instantly change yeah i mean it, it's such a significant rework of lucio yet his pick rates and his utility have not declined in iota i mean if anything his pick rates just as high or as high as it ever has been in the pro scene right now uh, which i i gotta honestly i gotta give kudos to blizzard for this because they changed the character a lot in many different ways, yet he's still still very, very useful. I'm actually a big fan, personally, of oh, yeah, he's the rework. So much more fun to play. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. the biggest thing. Like they, they made the character harder to play, but that's exactly what the pros wanted. Like they, they wanted more skill involved with playing Lucio and now. I mean we've committed the deck since day one, so mm-hmm. you know. Dak's been known as that type of Lucio. So on our end we're like, sure, let's do it. It's getting the other Lucios who just you know who are more content with just kind of staying on the ground and and mm-hmm. not doing damage and prioritizing that. It's can they get used to this, right? Can they get used to the ability to, you know, get from point A to point B in half a second and then go back to point A again right away in half mm-hmm. a second, right? That's what's gonna I think that's where you'll kind of see where teams will start to find more of what they want to do, based mm-hmm. on what their Lucio could do. Um, you know, so you guys obviously are sticking primarily to NA, but I do want to drill down a little bit more. There's a little, little bit of drama out in the scene uh, with a, a controversial tweet coming from Monty about how uh, the NA fans are, are, are dumb idiots for thinking that you guys should be invited to Korea because you don't have any land results yet. Uh, but, you know, you don't have to talk about that tweet in particular, but talking about the scene much more broadly, this is a question that, we talked about a little bit last week. We've asked quite a few guests about uh, but where do you think NA stacks up versus Europe and Korea right now? Are, are you afraid of the Korean teams? And you can you can comment I mean, on the drama if you want. Well, we can even go to the even more and ask, like, would you have liked to have been invited to season three? Because season three invites are out now. Okay, so... Yes, we would have loved to have been invited. Uh, we also knew we weren't going to be invited. It just wasn't. I mean, we're not. We're not dumb, right? Like, it, even if we were, mm-hmm. I think even if we were winning everything, it wouldn't. I don't think that would have changed. It's it's more along the lines that they want 
you can just tell by general invites they want you know they want people with a good fan base and that's understandable right brands yeah like mm-hmm. brands you know things like that that's i've talked about it in, in in a different thing before but like um you know a lot of these a lot of these teams you know need to get big orgs and that's what you know orgn's looking for in general anyway like just it's what okay. they want um about the tweet I, norm, I, normally, I agree with that type of stuff. That like, obviously, you know, be, playing on lands different than thing. But like, there's no lands. I, I wish there was lands <laughs> that we could right. play in. Like, there's just not. A, there's not a land. Like, what? I mean, we can go to like a local Atlanta land and, and take pictures of ourselves there. Yeah, right? we can. We can go play a battle and brew if that'll yeah. make feel any different. And but. we can take pictures <laughs> and we can get six people and say, hey, we played at the land. But like, there's nothing to play at. We would love to go yeah. to a land, right? Like, it's not like like they're like, hey, want to go to a land? And we're like, no. We want to live in a team house where there's six of us in a house together, like a land. But we don't want to go to one of those land things. You should just host a land in your house. Invite our neighbors. In terms of how we like, in terms of how we like stack up. By the way, um, you said you asked if we were like afraid of playing against them, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I, I don't think we're. Af- I, I wouldn't feel like we're afraid to play against anybody. Not in terms of like, oh yeah, you know, why am I scared of anybody? It's just like I'm. I'm excited. I want to play these teams. I want to get better. I want to. I want to see if we have a chance to beat these teams i want to i want to learn their play styles firsthand by playing against them i would i don't say i'm afraid to play anyone just because there's nothing to be afraid of in that i'm there to learn not to you don't want to play scared and yeah, it's exactly. really hard and you ask how like teams match up it's so hard to tell right like it's it's nearly impossible because it, it, it the, the, the ping difference is a big factor like even when we were playing i think we were playing a bad end at the time when we were playing runaway and we had like 85 to 90 ping and they had 100 and i think 50 even that gap right there is still big enough for it to make a huge difference for them, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 impossible to be able to tell any of that unless it's at a LAN, right? Which they don't have any of, except mm-hmm. OGN. Which, yeah. Yeah, okay, I, I mean, mean it, it, really hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, taking that theory, right, if it's all about LANs, then it's the same teams that are going to be invited over and over again because they're basically playing in the only LAN that's going on right now. Uh, but um, in terms of like, uh, do you watch any of the Apex? Like, is there anything that you see in the Korean teams that you that really stand out to you, and why why they're successful, or maybe why how you guys differ from them? They have really they have really fast set plays. I've noticed like they're they're really good at, at making a set play happen very quickly, and I'm I think that's like just really impressive, and that that's one of the reasons why they're seeing as much success as they have. Like, they could just go from zero to a hundred suddenly their genji is distracting their ryan so they're ranking a five men shatter kaiser and a viking wall like that was like that like mm-hmm. that kind of distraction that quick was like crazy that's mm-hmm. that's that's why the koreans have been you know seeing this as they have and that's one of the things i've noticed from from watching them obviously they have you know high skill players there's some sometimes it's like you know some weird things in their hero pools you know obviously they tend to have a big focus on genji because they yeah. have a lot of high sense players and not a lot of soldiers as much because again high sense players they, they right go to McCree because they can, you know, do their crazy flicks. I'm doing it on my mouse now. You can't see that. I don't even know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, that those little things that I've noticed as everyone also has noticed. Yeah. Playmaking just a little bit more organic and natural. That's, that's a huge thing. <laughs> Instead of having I mean, to just vocalize it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of the analogy of practicing a build order so much that you can do it just by muscle memory and like Starcraft. Like that's just how the Koreans are going to approach this game. Uh, it's probably a little bit different than everyone else at this point. But I that's think. something that's, that that can be replicated, though. You know, like uh, yeah, sure. just like you guys being in a team house, just over and over and over again, right? Like you'll naturally see the same things 
at, at the same time. You don't even have to vocalize it, right? You guys will probably vocalize it. <laughs> what it, what it sounds like. That, <laughs> that's one of the things that Dak, uh, Dak's been trying to drill in. Like sometimes if you say like, all right, we're going to do this play. We're going to do this play. It's going to be sick. We're going to do this play. <laughs> and like you focus only on doing this one play and then you don't see all the other options you could have had. Like yeah. I know... A specific examples would be like a boop, the new Lucio boop into an Earth Shatter, right? Like you say, I'm going to boop shot, I'm going to boop shatter. And then like your Lucio is like kind of ADing. The other end's like, how's that guy doing? Like he's, oh, he's going to go boop me. It doesn't, it's not as like organic or easy to do if you're constantly like, we will do this play. Right. So being, being more organic, like you said, is almost this, and maybe less communicating it is almost more the ideal way to do it. I think if you make fun. Overwatch ABC, it actually gets a lot harder. And like, if you're like, we're going to use Zariel right here and then something happens and then it gets really weird. And that's when people have to waste their ultimates and then things get wild. And people are just like, so set on that one plan that things just go so south from there. Happens all the time. Yeah. Well, even the ult efficiency goes down by a ton, yeah. right? If yeah. you have somebody just holding it the entire time where you could have, you know, you could have Zariel ulted two or three times in that time. So, um, yeah, it's a good point. Um, in terms of you know, just some, like some of the matches you've had with Rogue recently, do you guys look at it or do you, you guys have certain, I, I'd say like milestones or uh, maybe something like, you know, Rogue's the current boss right now that you guys want to just like get over, like a hump that you want to get over and then just have like another goal in mind? Do you kind of look at it that way or are you guys just kind of like on your own pace? And as long as we're just getting better as a team, it's all good. One match at a time is the way I always put it. Okay. We just, we just take one match at a time. Uh, if okay. If we win, we, we, we win and we look at why, you know, what we did wrong a lot of the time. We, obviously, you want to, you know, a lot of the time you kind of know what you did right. You just kind of fix what you did wrong. And if you lose, you just refocus right away. That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do we set goals? Of course, we have goals. You know, um, we want to be an OWL, obviously, which there's so many details out there. It's, it's pretty exciting to hear all the details that I'm just kidding. There's zero details. We have no idea what's going to happen. What? Are we totally off just like kind of confused. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, did you guys see that big uh, that big game facts post? <laughs> it's, I must have missed it on on the uh, subreddit. When I when I see people with an Overwatch League shirt, I'm not sure if they know something, and I should be depressed, or if I should buy one and make people think that too. <laughs> I got my OWL hat. Uh, <laughs> probably the resolution's too crappy, but it's should, I, should I be depressed? You know, like I, I, don't, I don't know. Like it's. <laughs> I know. I don't think there's any details out still, and it's you know almost May May now, uh, which you know we're midway through Q2. Hopefully, we'll find out something soon. Uh, and uh, you know that's great that you guys are, have set on uh, OWL. And you know right now, I mean, Selfless is. I mean, obviously, you guys have a gaming house, so I would think that Selfless. Uh, does it sound like they're trying to position themselves, or do you think it's going to be a situation where you'll have to find some additional partners to get? We've it. talked about this before, mm-hmm. uh, and we have full permission to talk about it. Uh, we're still trying to get into another org mm-hmm. that can that has the the reputation to be able to get into Overwatch League to begin with. Obviously, the one thing that's assumed upon is that it's going to be a very elite um, group of people allowed into it. They're probably not going to take a lot of you know random messages from you know smaller orgs. Mm-hmm. We've come to that conclusion. Um, our co-owner has been working with us from pretty much day one on. He, really he cool. told us eight months ago, whenever it was first announced, or whenever the hell it was announced, right? That he wants to get us into that. And he wants to make sure that he's not going to hold us back from it. He wants to find an org for us. Hell, to be honest, like, he's, he's been so great to us. He, he takes care of us. Wow. Selfless has been amazing yeah. for us. Like, he has selfless. selfless. Is. <laughs> yeah. literally selfless. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, so people know Ryu, but the other co-owner, Ryu is great too, but the other co-owner is somebody that I've known for years. And he is... It takes care of us so well. I, I I wish I literally wish that Selfless could be in Overwatch League. Like if if 
it, for my personal view, I'm not going to say it. If they said, hey, you know, this org wants to get you, but Selfless can be an Overwatch League, I would I would stick with Selfless because of how good they've been to us. But at the same time, it doesn't mean we don't want to represent another org too to help, you know, it's that's not what I'm saying. It's just, we're definitely in the midst of trying to find another org that can position themselves to be an Overwatch League. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that for an org right now, I find that orgs are too afraid to invest into a team right now because there's nothing on Overwatch League. So <laughs> chicken like, egg thing, yeah. It goes back to the same thing where if there's no details in Overwatch League, why would an org, you know, let's say they're afraid that a certain team is going to get, you know, taken, right? Which it could happen, right? I mean, there, there are teams that, you know, if, if teams don't get them now or get them right now, they may not have that opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. three weeks down the road. Yeah, so it's like, kind of one of those uh, like you guys, for instance. Eh? I, I'm a humble person. I'm a, I'm, I'm a humble person. Okay, uh, it's a risk reward, though, right? You know, if they do invest, it works out. But what ha- the, the biggest thing is what happens if an org, you know, buys a team and then they, and then they don't get an OWL, right? It just and then then it's like, uh, shh, uh-oh. yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but there's orgs obviously out there who you know are going to be an OWL. I'm not going to name any Echo Fox or anything like orgs like that that, that can be an <laughs> OWL. You're probably going to see, you know, other teams. I, I don't know G2 stuff like that. I mean, I don't know if Optic's going to try. There's a lot of orgs that more than likely are going to be in OWL, so who knows, right? That's actually amazing to hear about the selfless mm-hmm. uh, management being so selfless there. That's uh, that's a really cool little tidbit, and thanks for sharing that. It moved you all the way out into that gaming house, still with that in mind, that you know you guys are actively seeking potentially whatever offer comes by. That's super, super cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's awesome, trust me. It's <laughs> That's actually unreal. You don't hear that too often. Doesn't sound like the esports I know. Yeah, I know, right? Um, okay, well, why don't we why don't we move on and talk about um, we can talk about Pit a, a little bit here, just because uh, you guys obviously took uh, participated in the NA portion of it, and uh, the European portion of it ended too. Some storylines here. Uh, I think the one of the biggest ones, or at least ones that involved you, you guys in Rogue obviously had a great series again in the semifinals of NA. So it's just been a very, very common theme recently. Uh, how, how do you guys think you played in Pit? Could have played better. Yeah, well, I, we played. I, we I played mean, well. Yeah. <laughs> well, up until that last day. In the last day, was yeah. it fatigue or just just a bad day? I think we were just kind of down on ourselves from the from the road game because like like every other road game, it's all it's felt winnable. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of maybe the end of our very very first series against them, all all our series have felt winnable. So you know, right mm-hmm. after that, it's always there's always going to be that like uh, the downtime. Right. Um, and not not to take anything away from Liquid because they played great. They they mm-hmm. had they have an insane dive. They some of them popped off. Like they they have a they have been showing up recently, and I will give them a thousand times credit for that. Um, but you know, we just we didn't play. We were on ourselves in our own heads, and it definitely contributed to. Yeah. Confidence can be a huge thing in gaming. Look at it that way. Oh, uh, and yeah. No, Liquid played really well. I want. I want to. I want to once again give credit to Liquid on that. They played extremely well. Their dive was really good. Um, they don't get a lot of credit for that. Really good job by them. Just to talk about some of the results, quite specifically. Uh, also, we'll talk about Alienware monthly melee in just a second, but. You guys lost to Rogue, unfortunately, three to two. That's the same scoreline that you had <laughs> in the melee. Insanely close games. Like, I think the the monthly melee, the monthly melee one was insane grand finals. I maybe have ever seen in this game. Yeah. Just in like in terms of just how nail bitingly close, uh, so many of those engagements were. Time and time again, the smallest of plays made the biggest differences ever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like 
I'm just going to go out on a limb with Team Liquid here. I feel like Rafa being able to actually show his skill with Lucio, with the new Lucio, is like a huge factor here. Just having oh, a, a really? player of that skill hmm. being able to actually show it. Do you think that got, do you think that was a factor having Rafa like participate more in the fight? It can certainly help, but you have to remember that like so. First of all, Rafa is really good, like really good Lucio on that that sense, but it also requires his teammates to make sure they're in that circle, correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Rafa's great on it, but if they another thing they were good at at the time was everybody was within the range of the Lucio, correct? Mm-hmm. Like they had the people, they had the you know the Farrah Mercy in the background, but they also had the people working with the Lucio. If that happens, you get good results. And they did a really good job at that. It's really hard to be disciplined. Like it's really hard to be disciplined in those type of comps. Like the moment if, if you don't get a kill right away, it can go south real fast. And they did a really good job at just you know sticking together and and doing what they had to do. Yeah, and we've in the past you know months you know we've been definitely you know hard on Team Liquid just because they haven't really shown any results. But you know the last three weeks you know I think we're seeing a different you know Team Liquid starting to emerge. And I don't know if it's more of just um, you know a lot of the the players getting a chance to finally you know, just play consecutive weeks together and not have like you know uh, just subs and and shatter obviously being uh, a part of the team a lot longer and getting comfortable with it. But um, you know right now yeah like, like you said I think Team Liquid it looks like a different team right now and I'm not hopefully it's not just like this little blip that we we do see from time to time from NA teams. Uh, but what do you guys think? Do you think this is do you see improvement in that team or do you think it's just more of a maybe blip in the I don't know, meta or, or something of the sort. Well, like we said before, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of a meta where you can, you know, play to your strengths and mm-hmm. do that kind of thing. And a team that's succeeding, um, <clears throat> them succeeding now is kind of just showing that, you know, the work they've put in, the time they've spent together as a team, even, even you know, since they had a lot of time before Shatter, yeah. um, it's paying off. And now they have, you know, ways to play to their own strengths and everything they've done is, is working out. They have the coordination from all that time they've spent. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's just a blip. I think they're going to, I think they're going to finally be able to prove themselves. They have a good mix of veterans and, and new players, and that's, yeah. that's a really big key to it. Every Quake fan is is extremely <laughs> excited about I this. Know, yeah, it's, right? <laughs> it's good. It, it, it is good. It, like I said, all credit to them. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you that might have missed the NA, you know, Rogan ended up taking it over, over Liquid in the end. Uh, but let's talk about the European side of things. Um, so European... Whoa. Yeah, European Whoa. side of things were... Wow, those results were very, very unexpected. And, um, you know, in the end, we ended up having, um, you know, Movie Star Riders ended up taking it 3-2 over E! United. So this was basically the tournament of Movie Star Riders. I mean, they had a, a pretty good tournament prior to this, but nothing like this. You know, we just completely breakthrough. Uh, e! United, you know, has, has been playing solid, too. So it's good, definitely a good showing for them, too. Uh, but the biggest... Uh, also, actually, dignitized too. But the biggest storyline is that misfits. I mean, they they didn't even get into the the semis really of this thing. If there was like a semifinal, they, they didn't even get into the losers finals um, of this tournament. So uh, yeah, what's going on with misfits, guys? Any ideas? It's hard to say. We we haven't scrimmed them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I didn't. I, I watched part of the game from my phone. Like I woke up and I was like, what's going on? Yeah, that's going on, and then I went to take a shower. Like, um, sorry, but uh, I don't. I think movie star writers just are showing up. They have insanely talented players. We've been saying good things about movie star writers for quite a while now. I think most teams have. It's one of those teams that there was just no tournaments in Europe at the time for them to showcase themselves. Mm -hmm. So I think they kind of proved what everybody else was saying and hearing. Um, 
it's really hard to scream European teams right now for just about anybody. A lot of the NA teams, for example, are in like California now too. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's they they don't scrim them. So there's no like talk about that. We don't scrim European teams, so we can't we can't comment on it. But I'm sure Misfits will be fine. Um, I I don't know too much about how they've been doing in scrims and stuff like that. But they're much they're they're talented, right? You know. Yeah, I mean their roster's full of <laughs> crazy exactly. Talent. Yeah, and, and so like on paper, Misfits should be just crushing things. You know, that's well, why, like I said, confidence is a huge thing. Maybe it was just yeah, a bad day, right? Could be. And then the, you know, or it, bad tournament. They'll, they'll get it back. Yeah, they'll get it back. <laughs> they'll get it back. Okay, Chris, I, I honestly I do agree with you that one of the huge storylines here is Misfits dropping so early. But I think it's it's even better to focus on kind of the European seed more broadly, okay, and sure. this kind of started this uh, discussion with some of the players. I think maybe the rogue guys were jumping in. I don't remember. But basically the general thesis is Europe is way stronger than most of the rest of the world realizes. There's oh, a lot of yeah. gems in there yeah. that are waiting to be discovered that are just being discovered now. Movie star writers, obviously. E United, which is basically the former reunited team, switched up a few players. They turned a lot of heads. Like I was not mm-hmm. expecting them to perform this well. That was really exciting to see. It was really cool to see Dignitas finally have a good result after so long. But even in the lower side of this, like Laser Kittens, Vivi's Adventures, like these newer up-and-coming teams, they're all actually really good. Uh, and I think that's the broad storyline uh, beyond Misfits and NIP having really, really shocking r- results in the in the uh, double elimination side of the bracket. Uh, I think the, the it's just cool to see that there's a pretty deep well of talent over in Europe. I hope that European court, like tournament coordinators start to do more tournaments for them. I think they, they need it. Last thing I want to do is avoid it. So I hope that they keep doing tournaments out there. I think there's one coming up, right? I think there's something this weekend. I mean, why not? So, you know, it's like, I don't know why you wouldn't at this point. Just because People are afraid. It, it, I, I think one, you need to get rights from Blizzard, if that's correct. Oh, um, that, that's actually the biggest thing. Like, if you can't get rights from Blizzard, then it's Blizzard's fault that's yeah. happening. For, but, for bigger prize pools, I think. I think I, yeah. I forgot what the minimum was, but there's a minimum. Then it's 10. I think, to, I think it's yeah. 10,000. Yeah, you can so. do 10K, though, without, Dude, without nine, having to do nine, anything, nine, right? Nine. <laughs> yeah, I, I think after 10K, they they they... they like the the maps are chosen and all these rules are set, but I mean, a lot, a lot of people are still afraid. Hopefully, the pit enabled the European like tournament organizers to realize that they should probably run more tournaments there. People enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. People wanted to see it. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's definitely enough teams, even just name power at this this point to to run like a five five k tournament. Even just over sort of five between five and I'm nine, sure they'd all play nine, in that. nine nine exactly. <laughs> I'm positive they would play in it. So uh, you know somebody out there. There's nothing else to play in. Exactly. Play in whatever's there. <laughs> just just grab on one sponsor, guys, and somebody organizes, please, please, for sure. I definitely uh, want to see movie star writers play again, and like it, it'd be. I don't even know when the next time they're gonna play. Like, do we even know? <laughs> Is it? Did you say this weekend? There's another one or no? I thought uh, I read something about it. I thought there was something that was coming up. Not sure about that. But, I, but uh, I actually, I'm going to just uh, interject really quickly. We have some breaking news uh, over for Misfits. Perfect timing. Oh, really? This segment here. Uh, check out their Twitter, MisfitsGG. Today we say goodbye to Zave, or Zave is how you actually pronounce it, yeah. from our OW roster and welcome Mineral. So they're actually continuing with their all Swedish squad. Uh, they're going to keep, they're going to continue uh, having all six players be from Sweden. Uh, Zave was running the Lucio for them. Mineral's going to be coming in, taking that huh. Lucio over. Both yeah. of these players are incredibly talented. I mean, yeah. we've seen Mineral play on a large, large number of different 
uh, European teams over over the last couple of months, or sorry, since the last since the game came out. Uh, so I think this hopefully this uh, will benefit uh, Misfits in the end, uh, and they definitely needed to switch something up. It seems from an outsider's perspective. So mm-hmm. yeah, any thoughts on this, guys? Wow. Um. Obviously, we played against Mineral a little bit, right? When he was on Loyal. Um, sounds like it, you know, maybe they just felt like they needed a change. Sometimes a one person change can make things way better, believe it or not. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, we saw I mean, with Mickey. <laughs> like, Mickey is a big old change. Even if, like, the be. skill level is the exact same, sometimes just that change makes people, like, whatever, like, animosity they had just disappears. And they just, it's just like a fresh start for them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. Um cool. It's hard to tell, you know, how the comm situation was too. You know, maybe he was uh he was wasn't talkative, they want someone who's talkative, or maybe he was too talkative, they want to lose you, he's yeah. not saying anything. I don't know why they'd want that, but you know, who yeah. knows what's who knows what's going on in you know behind the scenes, the part of the team we don't get to see. Yeah, I mean obviously there was something going on, right? And I, I think it might have been playing into their recent results and after seeing the recent results it's not surprising that we see a change uh hopefully it'll yeah like you guys said it'll, it'll, it'll uh, start to refresh things maybe a different different chemistry and and get these guys going again uh but okay well why don't we move on just to the monthly me- monthly melee because uh, you guys had uh you know ben was mentioning before an epic series with rogue especially in the finals that last game that last overtime i think was literally one of the most exciting things i've seen in in overwatch and uh, i'm gonna go out on a limb it is the I most exciting that was the most okay. exciting all right the I've most exciting thing. it was it was up there for sure for it me. was fucking insane <laughs> excuse my language so let's talk about that i mean especially that last moment because i i'll be honest i thought you guys had it like hands down nick goes down i was like oh yeah this this is it this is it for selfless right there uh, and then, you know, definitely a few things happened there, like a few things happened there. They were able to actually get back just in time and then end up, um, you know, getting the better end of a few exchanges there. So why don't you guys talk about in depth? Specifically that last overtime? Uh, or we could just maybe start, maybe start with just the whole series and then we can like talk about that specific moment at the very end. It was, it was, it was an intense series. It really, it was a lot of... All the adaptation we've done to Rogue style of play right. over the three three two series we've had kind of kind of and came out like every map was mm-hmm. it, every every any map could have gone either way depending mm-hmm. on you know what plays made were made, um, but you know it all and culminating all in that last overtime it, it really came down to some minor you know some people some people panic some people didn't hear a call some people mm-hmm. you know were a little too trigger happy some people weren't trigger happy like i can i i could have earth shattered this is this is really specific but i i remember this moment as it happened i could have earth shattered as soon as i came out of lower bank right before they capped the cart but the monkey was on the car and i'm like oh he's gonna bubble like there's no reason for me to shatter because he's just gonna bubble and i'm just gonna look like an idiot but then he jumped away and I immediately could have been like oh i could have done it didn't wait one second only got a lucio if you know little minor minor mm-hmm. minor things like that every anything could have changed it could have gone either way but it was all um, panic nerves. I, yeah. I'm sure they're panic nerves on both sides. Rogue just Rogue has a, a lot more experience in high pressure situations. Hopefully, we can catch up in terms of high pressure situations soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, Emong, you were telling us about uh, uh, a pixel uh, that <laughs> separated you from getting a tracer kill as well, right? 
Yeah, yeah. When I, 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 uh, I had seen, I, or seen, I, I saw soon um, where he was and where he was going to blink from, and my hook missed by like half an inch on him when they were going to get on the cart. It would, I think, there was like two seconds left when he got onto the cart. So there's a chance that I would have hooked him, and they, I don't even think they would have been able to get back to the cart. Um, that doesn't really matter. I mean, we, we, uh, there's a, definitely a decision we could have made that would have made it a lot easier for us to at least see mm-hmm. their plays coming. But I mean, that's. You think it's it's an overtime game, high pressure situation. Right. Um, Overwatch. Maybe we played it a bit too safe, and we had two fights. Still, we still had two fights. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this is something that uh, is, t- from my perspective, is both the beauty and the amazing part of Overwatch, and also one of Overwatch's like downfalls, in my opinion, is that these plays come down to these like these the most tiniest of differences you know if you threw that hook a, a millisecond earlier if you if you dropped if, if that winston did drop the bubble and then you and you did earth shatter you would have looked dumb and you would have lost the earth shatter. like those little tiny plays they're so hard to see in real time you have to like go back and watch the the plays like frame by frame by frame to see them all happen and at times it can almost feel a little bit random like did you happen to make the right decision this one time? Do you have the right? Are you playing the right mind games? Did did you know that he wasn't going to bubble because you know you didn't earth shadow? All these little things go into making or breaking a game. Uh, but you know if you can actually pick up on those, and if the commentators can call them out appropriately, yep. then I think you have one of the most exciting esports titles uh, right now in the space. And I think that Dorado match, if anyone watching right now has not watched the Alienware monthly melee. Grand Finals from last week, twitch.tv slash curse. Go check it out. Specifically, go watch Dorado. Like that, that map was incredible to watch. We, we did kind of just spoil it for anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we spoiled it, but it's absolutely worth no, watching. It was, the it last was exciting. It was so you know, exciting. I'll be, I'll be completely honest, though. I, 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 King's Row and, and King's Nepal Row were really, really good, good, too. Really good, too. Yeah. Gibraltar yeah. yeah. was a bit, yeah, you know, a bit wishy washy there. <laughs> But but King's Row and Nepal were, were just as good. I mean, Nepal went down to the 99%, 99% mm-hmm. best of five of that map. Last fight. Yep. Like, literally last fight, every team had a good amount of ults. King's Row went down to literally one fight on the point where they rezzed. Like, these fight, these. I'm going to say this about this. One thing Overwatch needs is really good matches. A mm-hmm. lot of the time, the game, the reason why people don't enjoy watching it, obviously, besides the fact that it's hard to watch sometimes, which I don't buy into, to be honest with you, anymore. If my, yeah. my, my mom... Right. Can, can, my mom watched it for like a week and she was like, yeah, I know what's going on. It's like, if, if no, I mean, nothing against my mom. She's not, she's not a gamer. If she could do it, I, I, I don't mom think it's friendly. Hard to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's mom friendly, it's a good sport. That's, that's what I always say. Yeah. The game yeah. needs those type of matches though. They need really good I matches. Agree with and you. this is the yeah. second time in a row mm-hmm. on a monthly melee where we've had matches where people say it's the best match I've ever watched. I am so happy to be a part of that because that is what this game needs and what will help this game continue to grow while there isn't anything major going on. That's the biggest thing. Was this is the game growing and there isn't anything major going on. Like there's no yeah. Overwatch League right now. There isn't like a, you know, like they have the LCS stuff. There isn't anything big going on right now. These type of matches need to happen. They need to happen. Yeah, I agree with you too. And I do agree with Ben's, like kind of following up on Ben's point. Um, it, it has a lot to do with, I mean, we missed a few of the, the, these plays. Like, Imong, you know, your play with Soon, we didn't actually see that on Cam. You know, there were, there were a couple, even just the, the kill on Nick, we didn't see on Cam either, like right off the bat, right? So, um, you know, catching those, I think would have been, been big. And obviously the casters, 
you know, being able to call these kind of situations out uh, um, quicker. And I think over time, we're not there. We're definitely not there, you know, from the level of every piece of the uh, production right now. We haven't done it enough. Um, you know, the understanding of the game still quite isn't there either. I mean, it's not to the level of you, Kresnik, you know, just as a Reinhardt, right? And I think eventually we might need that kind of level of understanding to, you know, like so at least an analyst on the cast to be able to call those things out because everybody watching, there's like about 99%, 98%. They don't even know about any of these things that, they're, that we're talking about right now. And it does. It just plays for an exciting moment. And there's so much depth. There's so many different ways to make things exciting. And right now there's only like a very singular way of doing that or like a singular thing that people think are exciting, which is like nano blade or something like that. Right. And people think that's an amazing moment. And that's not true. Like some of the more impactful things happen with the very, very subtle things. And it's up to how that's being displayed to the audience. Yeah. And, and, Allianz in chat is rightfully bringing up the fact that we don't even have stats yet. You know, yep. there, there, there are a lot of things that still need to be done on the spectator side to to help with all this, but mm-hmm. um, they'll get there. You know, we are, we already talked yeah. about meta, so I don't want to beat the the dead horse too too much, but I do have to just bring up once more the fact that Rogue, more so than any other team, actually by far, Oops. plays the same composition, more or less, on every map on every point, offense and defense, with only a few heroes switching around. And this comp is three DPS, one tank, so Winston, dive comp, uh, always with Tracer, always with Genji. Sometimes it can be 76, sometimes it can be Farah, And then also you can switch out the Ana with uh, a Zenyatta. Sometimes um, McCree too. They play yeah. McCree? Not not this no. tournament, but yeah. I, AKM has certainly gone McCree when they, they're they feeling pressure. Like a- yeah, if they're feeling they have, pressure on their support. They'll go McCree, hundred percent. Yeah, they have like this weird strat where they just have like a hard McCree Zen. So it's like if if Jay or and me even sometimes try to get on the Zen, he's a lot harder to kill. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And then I think Nico um, will go Diva sometimes too. D- right. Do you think this composition is like? Does it need to be nerfed? Does it need to be adjusted? Is it? Are you the only team that's like figuring out how to just like beat it without playing it yourselves? Like. What do you think about this in general, this uh, notion that Rogue, one of the most successful teams in the scene, literally only plays basically one comp? Um, side note, someone said Scrim Info. That is not Scrim Info. If you watched the last <laughs> month in Melee and uh, the March one, uh, they played in McCree at yes. one point. Yeah, they ran yeah. um, so they did, it's not like that's... We would, we would actually never say that stuff. Like, whatever, you guys, yeah, no. you, people come to my stream, hey, how did this team do in scrims? I ain't going to tell you. There's no point. Why, why would I give that away? exciting to watch the matches um but anyway um i think it just works because they they have the teamwork for it i think if you have the teamwork and you have the the commitment and all of that you're just gonna just gonna do well it's it's once again it goes back to that confidence thing it goes back to that they're confident win or lose that they're gonna take as many fights as possible and they're gonna win more than they lose those fights that's their dad that's the mindset if you have the mindset that you're gonna win your fights more than you lose them even if like if they take eight fights and they win five more than likely they're gonna they're gonna complete the map right Mm-hmm. So yeah. for them, that's their mindset. They just consistently do it, and they're and they're committed to it. And they are making hero switches, you know, little ones here and there. But sometimes that's all you need. You don't need to do a full comp switch if something isn't going right. I'm not going to talk about the comp that we ran, but you may have saw in the lower bracket finals we ran a you know a little bit of a slighter different comp <laughs> than true. we run sometimes. Right. And and it was just a one one hero switch. Yeah. Sometimes all you need is one hero to to make the things work so that you play to your strengths. You don't try to be other people. You try to play to your strengths. 
Yeah, in the end, playing to your strengths, I think, always ends up being the best way to play. Might not be optimal, you know, like in, in terms of just the most optimal Overwatch. It might not line up with that, but it might be the most optimal for your team itself, right? Um, so, not too surprised with that. Yeah. So, anyways, monthly melees, guys. I mean, the last two have been really, really good. So, I mean, it's it's great to actually get a chance to to see that tournament continuing on with some epic matches, and and hopefully it it, it uh, follows up with the same type of epicness in May. Um, you know, it's funny, Chris, because the monthly melees also continue to have the best viewership out of any tournaments yeah. in the West, outside of outside of uh, OGN, obviously. Right. But with like a way smaller prize pool than some of these other tournaments, like Alienware Monthly Melee, it's where it's at right now. It's weird what happens when you run consistent tournaments and you commit yeah. to the, the game. Historically, itself. you know, like it's, it's, weird. it's been it's, there it's, it's for shocking. a long time now. You don't so. just come run one tournament, disappear for six months, and then come, come back and do it again. You yeah. do it every single month. There's very similar loyalty. People. What? There's actually Plus, ZP and Hex are awesome. Yeah, they are. They are. And I think that's a big part of it too. ZP yeah. and Hex are awesome, and they don't. Yeah. You don't see them too often. Yeah, Flame got you know Flame got a chance to yeah, do analyst work too. Yeah, so that was great to see him on there too. Um, okay, well, why don't we move on? We've got a bit of news here, and um, the big news this week was that uh, it actually happened. I think maybe like a day or two after our, our last show, maybe even a day after our last show, Siegel announced that he is leaving the you know active competitive energy roster uh to go back to streaming at least from the from the time between now and when the owl is announced you know or at least plans for it uh and then he mentioned you know this isn't a twit longer by the way and he kind of kind of explained a bit as to why he's deciding to do that and um in the end though he did say that whenever owl is announced and they have a spot that he'll be coming back to competitive so um I want to get your thoughts just on generally Siegel leaving at this moment and um, what that means for energy, I guess, right now. And then maybe in the end, like, do you think that Siegel will be coming back, you know, like, uh, in, in the end? So, yeah, let's just start off with Siegel leaving first. What do you guys think? Well, that's how you know there's no details on Overwatch League. <laughs> when <laughs> Siegel's. <true. laughs> um, the person who probably know about it, it's probably him and energy on top of that. So. Yeah. Um, it makes sense for him. I mean, his stream's huge. Uh, Biggest streamer. He just, like, in he just doesn't want to sit there and, and grind out every single day, scrimming and, and, and having, I, I don't, I don't he just doesn't want to have to do that. I mean, I think he wants to go stream. Uh, people will say streamer money. Probably. Why not? But at the same time, he just, he loves his stream. I mean, not loves the stream. Let me, I know he doesn't stream a lot, but he's always had a really good stream. Most streamers that love to stream have really good streams, right? Right, coming from somebody who streams, the the guy, he cares about the stream. Like it's just he was he was having a hard time balancing it. So for him, it's like okay, I'll take a time off, I'll go stream, I'll I'll do that. You know, obviously the streamer money's nice. I mean, there's no denying that. But on top of that, I mean, it's, it's Siegel. Even if Energy was like, we don't want to bring you back, you think Siegel's not going to get an Overwatch League team? <laughs> All right, let's be honest there. You think there isn't? Siegel's a very talented player. If yes. if, if if somebody had to like choose mm-hmm. between like you know somebody who okay, he's really good, and but Siegel's at the same level, so I wouldn't doubt that people go with Siegel at times. Just a really good player, good personality. I, I, very smart. Yeah, a very smart player at that. So, yeah. He's not the weak link on the roster, right? Because is what we're trying to get at. You know, it's, he's not like a marketing guy that's just thrown on the team because he's super popular. He's actually one of the better, best, better players on their team, if not the best player. I mean, you can argue it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I, I have to watch kind of what i say because i don't i don't want to reveal any like 
private things, but I, I do know for a fact that Siegel very much loves competing. So oh, this absolutely. could not have been an easy decision for him. Uh, obviously, his stream is insane. He's one of the most successful uh, Twitch. Okay, not in terms of number of hours streamed because he, he's done so much in competitive. But if you look at purely how quickly he exploded into the scene, he is one of the most successful Twitch streamers of all time. Like the way that he exploded when the game came out, I've I've never seen anything yes, like it. Never happened. Straight up, ne not yeah. even once. I've never worked happened. at Twitch since before Twitch. I, I've been at Justin TV and Twitch for over six years. I've never, I've almost never seen anything like it. So the temptation was obviously always there to just do streaming full time. I mean, you you can make a full time living with a thousand viewers if you if you're streaming every day, for, you know, eight hours people. or whatever. Yeah. Um. So just just do the math. Like you can be filthy rich with tens of thousands of viewers, like at at every time you stream. Uh. So it was obviously always a temptation. I know for a fact that he really, really, really wanted to be a competitive player and not a full-time streamer. Obviously, he still is planning on being a competitive player once OWL came out, but I mean, this was a big surprise. I, I, I just knew, I know the guy personally, and I know that this uh, could not have been an easy decision for him, but we got to respect it. I mean, it makes sense financially. It's got to. Uh, and OW League, it's supposed to be launched in what, Q3, Q4? So it's only like five or six months at most. Yeah, uh, I think it's... To it's wait. It's Q3. So what's the last day of Q3? That's uh, like September or something. So September something yeah, at 1159 Pacific. They'll probably announce something <laughs> on Overwatch League. Get, they'll, they'll announce Overwatch League saying there's going to be an announcement about Overwatch League after BlizzCon to announce more about Overwatch please League. don't do that. Oh, man. That'd be no, so I, honestly, I, I have high hopes that'd for be so Overwatch bad. League. Seriously, be I think so it'll bad. be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and also they added the new sub options over at Twitch, guys. If you guys want to check that out, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm expecting that from yeah, soon, Ben. Soon, soon, no, it's coming out soon. Though. They're going to go to get $10, $25. <laughs> you can support your streamers, get some new. Okay, anyway, can you on? Check your payments <laughs> on the way. Uh, yeah. Thank I mean, you, what? So, um, I mean, I think one of the biggest things to talk about the Seagull thing is just really the. Um, I mean, the, the kind of effect it has. Personal decision, I don't think anybody can disagree with it being potentially just a smart decision for him. There's nothing going on. It's kind of, I mean, the teams are just playing terms. There's a lot of uncertainty. He can, you know, be making a large amount of revenue in these few months. And, um, you know, obviously continuing to cultivate his brand too, because, you know, in the end, that's, that's every player has their own brand and, and um, marketability. So um, I guess the real question is like, okay, how does it affect Overwatch as a landscape, just a streaming game, you know, a, a spectator streaming game? And then how does it affect competitive Overwatch, in, in the same <laughs> regard, right? Uh, there was and, a there was a thread I think on our competitive Overwatch about this, uh, which I might actually agree with. This might be better for the scene right now. <laughs> like it might be better to I, have him streaming. I, I agree. So I, I totally agree with that because whenever he's is streaming, Overwatch is top five, like in on all of Twitch. top three, maybe yeah, top three at times too. No, I, I agree with it. I, I think you saw the same thing in CS for a while. I mean, CS was not where it was at right now just even a couple years ago uh, it was actually people were excited to see when shroud was streaming for example it helped the mm -hmm. game so much that more people were like oh i like this guy i now like this game now i want to watch this game i'm now a fan of shroud i'm watching shroud oh i like that player on the other team i'm a fan of him and then next thing you know the person's become a full-time viewer it adds up real fast like it it's it's good for the game in my opinion
especially with one of the ways that that Siegel streams, he likes to you know he plays competitive, high level, analyzes his play all the time on stream. People, you know, he always mentions those these little things, and it makes it so uh, watching Overwatch itself it can become more you know enlightening. It's like oh wow, you know, I wouldn't have noticed that if I hadn't watched Siegel stream for twenty hours. Yep. And on top of that, energy, for example, they still bring a lot of viewers to the scene because they also have you know streamers, you know, people who stream like IDTQD and. Mm-hmm. You know, hard blue. Hard blue. Yep. Um, I and, and obviously the other ones stream, but those guys get a lot of viewers when they stream right now. So it's it's, it's kind of technically a win-win for Overwatch like scene. Um, yeah, for fans of Seagull who wanted to watch Energy, obviously that was that was sad to them. But now they get now they get Seagull back more, right? They get to see Seagull do his stuff. So yeah, and to be honest, guys, we haven't seen Energy with Seagull in an event in a while anyways, you know what I mean? So we weren't even getting the benefits of having him playing in a competitive event. Uh, This is more daily, you know, like daily influence on the scene. And for a long time, I've felt like Overwatch as a spectator game is still behind where, you know, where we are with esports. You know, like normally, like the game will organically build as a spectator game, and then the esports kind of kicks in there, or, or kind of piggybacks off that, and then hopefully, like CS, you kind of synergize together and you just go crazy, right? We, we you know we started, I think, both in the same spot, and you know, without having Seagull in the streaming space, you know, let's be honest, like it's been kind of stagnant for a while, like at least in terms of the growth. Maybe it's been slow, and I just haven't really been able to tell, but. You know, we haven't seen any kind of huge increase in and in, in maybe snowballing to the the Twitch numbers. I mean, you can tell me, Ben. You know, like obviously you see the stats every day, but I, for me, just as a a normal user of Twitch, I haven't really seen Overwatch, you know, building that kind of momentum. Yeah, no, I, I think ultimately this is a smart move by Siegel. It, yeah. it makes sense. It's like you said, if they if the deadlines are true. Uh, we have probably less than five months until OW League is getting rolling. So, uh, yeah, I think... If I, if yeah. I had a guess with OWL, too, I'm assuming they're not just going to be like, all right, Overwatch League's out, see you next week. They're going to have to probably get some pre-things going. They probably have to get teams to get under contracts and get the new, like, because they want to yeah, have a good contract system. Like, there's going to be... I imagine we're going to hear about it sooner than later. Obviously, that's that's pretty obvious. And another small point with the Seagull thing, it's also good for like the competitive community, competitive community because Seagull does host streams, right? And he does host oh, competitive yeah. players, True. which then those players now, you know, oh, I like this, I like this player, and now they watch that player. So it's um, yeah. it's it's just good in general for the competitive scene and and just the overall Overwatch scene. So yeah, and folks, uh, another thing too, just with Overwatch just ranking higher, I mean, it's just organic, just natural organic viewers just coming and watching any of the the streamers so everybody's gonna feel the effects of it some might feel like maybe the top streamer might feel the effect of you know seagull coming back but your average streamer or your mid to maybe just above average streamer they're gonna see an increase in my opinion so um yeah it'll be great i think it's gonna be good i think uh some people don't there's definitely some folks in the community that think it's this is a bad thing or this is like you know seagull being possibly a beacon for helping competitive overwatch get more and more popular, you know, and, and him leaving this space is a bad thing, but overall, I, I think it's, it's the opposite. It's more like we have to grow the just viewing ecosystem first, and then, then we can bring in the esports. Let's be honest though. Mm-hmm. The most outspoken people are generally the most triggered people anyway. So <laughs> it's not like, you know, you see the person who's a, a nice dude going, man, great. I love this. They just sit there and don't say anything. They're just they're just happy in silence. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's like, and uh, that is all you need to know about Reddit. 
That's all you need to know about Reddit. Next time you see Reddit and you're confused and disturbed, just remember what uh, what Jeff said. Speaking of Reddit, we've reached 100k in the subreddit for competitive Overwatch. How amazing is that? Nice. That's pretty cool. Uh, It's pretty cool that our our competitive subreddit, Mm -hmm. like the 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 side subreddit, is like pretty much as big as some other main subreddits for other (laughs) esports titles. Yeah. Still not as big as I want it. I mean, I still still really, so really want to see more competitive stuff leak into the main subreddit uh, more often. I want to see the main subreddit put us competitive Overwatch on the sidebar. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's still good to see it growing. It, it, it actually has been growing. Um, I'm a moderator over there, so I, I get to look at the stats. And um, I think last month was our biggest month ever. Not not by a ton, but, you know, it's, it's, it's growing. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess the last bit that we'll probably t- uh, talk about this week is so last week, last week I had like a little bit of an issue with uh, the pre-recording, and I ended up having to cut out our portion that we talked about the the new event. So I figured we would talk a little bit about it, just maybe even briefly. Uh, how, how have you guys liked the whole um, you know over Overwatch Uprising, whole King's Robe PVE new skins, all that good stuff? It's really fun. I mean, I don't know what else to say. You know, mm-hmm. PVE single player content or co-op content, I guess. Um, is always been fun, something to play in this game, something for people who might not like the competitive multiplayer. And mm-hmm. play versus AI is definitely not rewarding in any way. So, yeah, something, something for them. And the skins are cool. I mean, I'm yeah. a, I'm a cosmetic. Uh, Who's I like your favorite? I'm a cosmetic collector. What's your favorite? The Ryan one. Do I, do I have to tell you? It's yeah, the Ryan yeah. one. <laughs> the Ryan <laughs> That's true. My favorite too. It's just a six skin. Really? You guys? I mean, I'm a, I'm I a Ryan so. main too, but. Well, uh, I wore Boon I wore Boonswear on my Ryan before this, like the camo one without the helmet. So it's like I like blue. It's the same thing, but it's blue. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. I mean Lionheart Ryan is still the best, but this one's pretty good too. I don't know about your taste of cosmetics anymore. I'm just I know, guessing, man. Uh, I, guessing I myself now. <laughs> so dope. Uh, I don't know. I like the last one too. I mean, I'm still running the last one from uh the the uh year of the rooster. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool one. I have uh, speaking of skins, I, I just unlocked a. Uh, oh, the Genji. Genji. I've gotten nothing. I've gotten zero from this this event so far. So you just I'm gonna get the... beardless Torb. That's all you really need. Yeah. The disgusting true. beardless Torb. <laughs> the Torb ones are fantastic. I will agree with that. Santa Torb's great. Definitely. So everybody's finished the the uprising or the PVE on hardest. I got invited Whoa. to a, a stack with Defren, Silk Thread, and Jake from LGBT <laughs> One. That's I know. Cool. I was like, I was the only one we could do it. So, yeah. We did a Hulk the first yeah. time, and we barely lost. Oh, okay. Yeah, I still haven't finished the last part with it, so I'm still trying to inch our way up there. And be, we're always impatient. We always screw up at the very, very end. But we'll have to figure that out. Um, okay. Well, anyways, uh, any. Let's see. We've got some questions that we're about to do. Uh, actually, no, we don't have any email questions this week, so we maybe we'll take a couple from Twitch chat. But before we do, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, the folks that are listening to the overview on iTunes. Um, and some folks leaving us five-star reviews that really help out when people are looking for the uh, the overview when searching for Overwatch podcasts. So big shout-out to SK Commer for doing that. And if you guys are one of those folks, and it's really, really easy to help us out, just go and and uh, log on to your iTunes and just leave us a review. Just look for us in the podcast section by uh, typing Overwatch or the overview, and then you can just leave us a nice review. That'd be awesome. 
Uh, and the same goes for Google Podcasts, and we're also on SoundCloud too, if you guys d- didn't know that. But questions, go ahead and type those out in Twitch chat. And if you guys want to have highest priority in Q&A for next week, go ahead and email those to the overview at chainmanview.tv. Uh, do we see any good see any good questions here, Ben? My, my favorite question is the one that's just saying to talk about something with a question mark at the end. That doesn't make it a question. It's That's just a, <laughs> well, telling us to talk about something. I can read really fast, and believe it or not, I can talk really fast. So I can answer as many no questions way. as you guys would like. Yes, I know. Believe it or not. It's the lightning <laughs> round now. Lightning I, oh, I, round. Can try, I can do my best. Oh, they're pouring in, so you, you better get okay, on Okay, there's right. lightning round with Emong. Let's go. There's one. There's uh, one. The fo- Thorin bit about Siegel. Two sides of one story. Really hard to do that. Uh, did you guys talk about the pins about the banter and the pro scene? People get too upset about that type of stuff. A lot of us are friends. Uh, who gets out of Apex? Yeah. Hopefully Rogue, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll valid our land results from five to six months ago in Overwatch. I mean, in the end, you just got to... I, I don't know. I mean, that's the only thing you can really go off with land. I mean, this probably not awesome. as valid as they are now. Thoughts on Arisa comps? They're cool. A little bit, you know, barely used. Do you think Rogue will have a chance at Apex? Uh, yes. Uh, Teabagging? I mean, honestly, <laughs> people was, get upset about that. Like, let's be so honest here. Like, we're friends, friends with like all those guys. Yeah, like... It's that's um, why it's it's not it's more just to mess around at that point. Like most of us in the competitive scene, like outside of people who have like specific rivalries of disliking each other, we're all friendly. Like we all play each other all the time. See each other. It's like work. Like hey, Ted. Hey, Bill. Like going to work. So, <laughs> Seriously. So, so so even the road guys are everyone's <laughs> friends, even though they're. Uh, they're I don't feel like there's. I don't feel like there's animosity. I I feel like it's friendly shade. I don't know. I don't. It, I don't. It, know. Hey man, showmanship, it, dude. I'm going to always is... be encouraged showmanship, man. Forget yeah, we, we need. Trash yes, talk. Exactly. We, we we don't. It doesn't just help. We we need it to make the scene as big as it as it needs to be. So, uh, I actually love seeing what the uh, we're, rogue we're, guys are doing on Twitter. It's hilarious. And we're such a weird team because people are always like, "Oh my god, Sinatra!" Oh, and then you have me. I don't say a bad thing about anybody, and I'm like the nicest guy in ranked and all that stuff. Uh, me who hides chat every time anyone yeah, exactly. says anything toxic. <laughs> Literally, I have a button to hide. I have B bound to hide chat as soon as anyone says anything. It's like, bam! I don't care about this anymore. That sounds like me exactly. What team Emon Kresnik would like to pick up uh, for Overwatch League? I like orange and blue. Um, why? Cyber Potatoes trolling. Let me go down. I, I have a question. What's it like playing with uh, your nutty DPSs on your on this oh, team? Man. Particularly DeFran has just been blowing my mind recently. It's it's fun. I'll just tell you that much. It's <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> very fun. <laughs> uh, the energy game. Yeah, uh, we, on, in the monthly melee, when he rocket jumps to that stupid platform outside of the hallway, we're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm just playing for the pug jumps." Like, I can't do his accent, but he's <laughs> just that's what he said. It's word for really? word what he said. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. How'd you even find him? Like, uh, fun fact, all from from Europe. So a lot of our team has been built by the Koner I was telling you about. Just so you know, he's been the one that's been kind of building our team together as players. I I came to the point where I was like, you know what? I'll let you do what you want to do. You find who you want to find. He watches streams a lot. DeFran, you know, he likes to play against streamers and then go watch the VOD and giggle and laugh in a <laughs> corner this whole time. So they're making it on Reddit now. Literally, all those yeah. He will he will so. play against a streamer and like immediately yeah. be tabbed out and watching their VOD like he's like <laughs> Did you hear him here? Yeah. <laughs> so so can he come give us that impression? Or yeah, no? yeah. I mean he could. So Sefi, or Selfless Brad on Twitter, on Reddit, you'll see he'll talk. He uh, he found a friend through his stream. We tried him out. We tried out a couple other people. Um, I won't talk about that, obviously. Um, and it's sometimes you just have people that fit with your personalities and all that stuff. And Defran just 
is right there with us, and it, it's great. It's great to play with them. Um, I talked about this before, and I'm going to talk about it one more time. People always complain about Sinatra, blah blah blah. In the team setting, I'm going to reiterate this because I'm going I'm to talk about it. in a team setting, our team. When believe it or not, when things get really like you know people are down or people are starting to get like oh I'm so angry or or Sinatra is actually the one that calms people down. Besides me, he would literally say it's fine, guys. We got this. Don't worry about it. Ne- just next fight, please. Oh, okay. Believe it or not, people. You know, whatever people do on stream, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have any control over that. From a team setting, who's the biggest troll in our roster? By the way, me. Um, <laughs> so, all right, a few more, a few more here. How about, how about is, five is more? Any, five I'm more. gonna ask another question. Okay, real go quick. for it. Go for it. Do you find any benefit uh, with the like seven or eight years that you've played with Michael 3D over the past, you know, in so many different games? Does that does that help you guys? You have like a special synergy. I have been. Uh, Believe it or not, uh, you know it's gonna be t- ten years this November. Uh, can't Holy! Wait. I, I don't know God. what I'm gonna get him. I don't know what I'm gonna get him. Holy oh God! That's He's such Holy. a diva. Let me tell you. They're going out for Calm Two. It's gonna be romantic. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, it definitely helps. I mean, chemistry is a huge part of teams. We have an insane amount of chemistry in this team. Generally, you hear stories about team houses. You'll be like, oh, there's there's like three people over here who love each other, and there's three people over there who love each other. We are eight people because we have legit, and then we have the co-owner who pretty much all stay here. Eight people who absolutely love to love each other and hate each other and have a great time. It's just that simple. You just have this bond that makes no sense. You know, we're all, I guess we're weird. I mean, it's the best way to put it. We're just weird and we love it. We embrace it. No, that's great. That's great to hear. That's how a team should be. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, I think you had one maybe. Oh no, I was going to say like maybe five more from the chat and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll call it. Five more for you. Spamming Cap of Pride, you can uh, <laughs> drop us some more questions. Exactly. Oh, man. Any Cap, more questions? Cap9494, my mom's name on Twitch is actually Kresnik's mom. And she showed it to me. And I'm like, Mine's Emong Mom. So. Emong nice. Mom. So, no, that's yeah. a hard one. So come in to be like, when do you come in to visit? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, about that. Let's say Red Blue says, talk about the tie break changes on capture points. They recently announced they were going to change it. Ah, yeah. Yeah, good. We, we, we good talked changes. about. Them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they get yet another change. What today? Yeah, uh, it's like if it hits thirty-three percent, then it starts to count the percentage or something like that. Yeah. Like, so basically, what? what the situation they're trying to solve for is the six percent cap, yeah, and then it's yeah, like the well, game's over too or, quick, or or the or the any percentage whatsoever cap, where like if if the other team has no time bank, and you even capture for a split second. You now need to get up to thirty-three percent. But why not just? Dude, do I said the this thirds. last week. Just Chris, do the thirds. Why? Chris, I said this last week. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to buckle down on my assertion that the original way they did this is totally fine. If you if you have no time left in the time bank, you have to sit on the point. You can't leave the point. Wow, that's exciting in its own. I think everyone on Reddit is dumb, and this change was awesome because it makes every percentage take that you get matter. But anyway, if people wanted an in between, why the, why wouldn't they just add more ticks? Yeah, I, I yeah, like that idea. Like, that's so like have like twenty five percent, just like, like have, even eight t- ticks. Like make it so like okay, there's, there's a way less chance of a tie. You have you know less and less. Why not just add more ticks? And that just kind of solve a little bit of the issue. You may still have draws. We can have people go and draw you know draw them draw more or whatever people say. Draw sky. Like that will still happen, and then they'll realize they need to redo the maps completely. Like. Well, there's there's a certain element to the design of the ticks right now. You just with having to hold a certain amount to get credit for that amount, you know, and, and just capturing the point for the first time or whatever. But uh, in terms of these 
tie-breaking scenarios, um, I mean, I know I know what you're getting at, Ben. But for me, I still feel like the why not just go with something that's that's a combination of the two, which is just count the ticks. You know, like yeah. a lot of the ties would be broken if you just counted ticks instead of it's like. True. The, that would have been a good solution too, but I think the current solution is totally fine, and it's made me actually not. I don't want to go too far here, but I don't really mind playing two CP as much as I used to anymore because you get so <laughs> so so much less ties, so many less ties, uh, so much less of the time, and I don't know. Like I've been in that situation where my team got like eighty percent. And then, you know, that's where, that's where we had to put the marker and I, and that made, that made Hanamura way more interesting. It made it way more fun, uh, in my opinion. And then also there were points where we just dominated them and they only got 10%, but then on attack, it's like, oh, we could still lose if we, if they dominate us just as hard or harder. Uh, and then you have those nail biting moments like, oh, they, we, they only got 10%, but we're, we're, you know, five spawns in and we haven't even captured anything yet. So I don't know. I think the change is good. All around. It don't bother me. Just I can tell a lot of people are bothered by it. So trying to find an in between for everybody yeah. to be happy, really, which will never happen. The only thing that really bothered me was if um, when you got the half percent just for touching it, and then mm. if only one team had a chance to attack, it was like literally a sombra could cloak it. You have no hope. <laughs> right. There's nothing you can do. You just have to sit there and go, "Well, we lose, guys. Let's sit through the sixty seconds of setup, hating ourselves." I mean, like, play on the point. No, no, no. There was a bug where if you just touched oh, well, it, you the got bug. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but, 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 but Ben, even if you play on the point, like the map wasn't made for you to play on the point. So yeah. the attacking team all of a sudden has a much bigger advantage a, on yeah, that they map. Deserve yeah. it, because they, yeah. I, anyway, anyway, look at the chat. I, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we just have to agree to disagree there. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, maybe this change will be you know the right balance because it's somewhere in between what we both want. So. Um, Try okay. See what people say. Oh, C9 yeah. editions. They're good. Definitely good for sure. They're pretty nice too. I've, I've, for good players. Yeah, I've played a couple yeah. of them in rank too. They're they're both they're both really nice. It seems, and at least one of them seems to speak English pretty well. I don't know. I don't know mm -hmm. um, how they are, but they're they're definitely good for sure. Um, someone keeps bringing up. Uh, honestly, I I have no idea. The the echo question. Um, All right, last one. One more. Anything good here? One. Let's see. I'm looking. I'm looking. A bacon bits question was good, but I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid that one. <laughs> I love a spicy torb. Spicy torb is definitely great. Um, it's <laughs> McDonald's meal. All right, I think we're gonna we're gonna call it on the uh, the questions. But man, Emon answered probably about twenty of them. <laughs> so <laughs> I think you guys should be satisfied with uh, the Q and A portion today. You can uh, always come to my stream for ask more. That's questions, true. You know that's true. Speaking of which, we should do some shout outs. Uh, Let's do that. Yeah, uh, Kresnik, Emon, great. I mean, it's fantastic having you on and getting a chance to get your insight and, and some more with Selfless. Like, we haven't had any of you guys on the show before. So this has been been really great. Um, Imong, you want to go ahead and, and plug since you, you kind of plugged your Twitch chat, uh, yeah. Twitch stream, but just didn't actually say what it was. We'll have to, we'll have to let it come by again one time. Um, mm -hmm. So yes, my Twitch would be what you see b below my, my pretty webcam face right there. E-M-O-N-G-G, -G, Imong. Mm -hmm. My Twitter is pretty difficult it's the same thing but add tv to it follow me on those and uh that's about it for me so hell yeah all right kresnik how about you man uh if i'm gonna plug myself i guess i'll plug my twitch it's just kresnik tv would have been just kresnik but there's the most dead dead account that has it and is holding it for me um my twitter uh at kresnik ow 
Um, yeah, that's about it. All right, cool. Ben, shout outs. Yeah, awesome having you guys on the show. Uh, I thought this was a really, really good one. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, hope maybe we'll have you guys in the future when uh, there's another tournament or OW League or something else to talk about. Um, I think uh, the big thing for me is make sure to check out the Overwatch Rumble this weekend by Rivalcade. Yes. Uh, because because we've got oh man I'm excited this is <laughs> this is the first time we've had a tournament with these teams in so goddamn long we've got Envious Rogue Cloud Nine Selfless Immortals Luminosity Evil Splice Complexity Counter Logic Gaming Gale Force Tempo Storm Rise Nation and many more uh, NRG and Team Liquid and Envision and you guys get paid all included. Uh, it's going to be a couple of groups. So it starts with group stages, then goes into double elimination brackets. It's going to be many, many hours of broadcasting. But as far as I'm concerned, this is the first tournament since, I don't know, MLG Vegas that has this level of talent in it, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, and hopefully so, the last yeah. until Overwatch League. Because <laughs> yeah. the reason, yeah? why, the reason, the why? reason why I say that why? is because... Envy and Rogue are going to Apex, right? Oh, true, yeah. So if they go to Apex, and then by the time they're back, if Overwatch League is out, then, <laughs> then we don't have to have those little small I see what like you're going that. for That's here. True. You know, just to say. So, there, could, there could be a king of the Overwatch League beta <laughs> tournament, <yeah. laughs> or whatever you want to call it. I think we're finally going to get a chance to see how the teams in NA stack up. Uh, so it's going to be super exciting. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think the, the channel is twitch.tv slash live the battle live the battle that's a weird name i don't know but that's the name make sure to go follow it and watch this weekend it's gonna be good times yeah a lot of uh, hopefully huge shout outs to everyone that's been uh that's been talking about the show on reddit uh it really helps us uh get mm-hmm. this out there and i think we had a great show today so uh hopefully hopefully the masses will, will get a chance to see it uh on Gen man's youtube yeah and that's pretty much it yeah, and I'll round things out by thanking the three of you guys, Kresnik, Emong, and Fishsticks, for doing the show today, as everybody else watching, too. I know we're on an odd day again on Thursday, but we're going to go back to our regular day starting next week on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern. So expect that. And like Fishsticks said, this episode, as well as all of our other episodes, will be on my YouTube channel, um, youtube.com slash chamanv. Uh, and you can follow me also on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash chamanv. But that's going to be it, guys, for this week. So for Kresnik, Emong... Fish sticks and myself, Cham MV. We'll see you next week. <laughs>